This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Sandra Bossi, Senior Director of Care Delivery Innovation at Hospital for Special Surgery in New York City. Sandra, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Likewise, it's always a pleasure to speak with you, Laura. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to our discussion because I know Hospital for Special Surgery is such an innovative place and really on the cutting edge of a lot of what's happening in orthopedics and research and development. But before we dive into my questions, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background. I I, uh, started working at HSS almost 10 years ago, and I started first in the operations. uh, uh, And then for the past seven years, I have uh, been a member of our Innovation Institute, where I currently lead the care delivery uh, innovation vertical. And so in that role, I'm uh, responsible for the execution and management of a broad portfolio of innovative, um, you know, enterprise strategic healthcare initiatives that are founded on strategic collaborations and joint product developments uh, with the goal to promote healthcare value and scale HSS uh, world-class clinical expertise globally. Um, HSS or Hospital of Special Surgery is um, the oldest orthopedic institution in the country. It's been in existence for 160 years, so a very long tradition. Uh, we are ranked number one orthopedic hospital by U.S. News and World Report for uh, 14 consecutive years. Uh, and uh, we uh, perform over 35,000 surgical procedures annually. So that's the highest volume of hip and knee replacement surgeries in the country. Uh, we also have the lowest readmission rates in orthopedics. Um so innovation has always been a part of our DNA, and I, I, I'm, I'm very confident that it has contributed uh, to us become the leader in the field. Um, the global standard total knee replacement was developed at HSS in 1969, and since then we have, we have been con- continuously innovating. So I'm very, um, you know, honored to be part of that innovation team. Um, and lead the care delivery uh, innovation, uh, you know, where I spearhead the developments and commercialization of the next generation digital robotic machine learning AI applications, but also computer vision and data analytics technologies, and all of that with uh, really the ambition to create a real clinical products that will make an impact in the lives of patients. That's amazing to hear. In such great background in foundation that HSS has in, as you mentioned, innovation and really forward thinking for the orthopedic space. What are the opportunities and headwinds that you have your eye on right now? I know healthcare has changed a lot, especially in the last, you know, few years or so. Um, what's really kind of top of mind for you right now? Well, you know, being a a, 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 a sur- you know uh, orthopedic institution and highly focused on surgical uh, procedures, I'm thinking from the innovation and technology development perspective related to the surgical procedures. So I would say um, robotic is definitely an area that I'm interested in and that's expanding. Uh, currently, approximately 30% of our surgical procedures are robotic or computer assisted. And that, that's a big change uh, from only a few years ago. Uh, and I do think that this trend will continue. 
Um, so uh, I think it's really important for us to stay ahead uh, of those of these technological changes. And um, uh, with that in mind, in 2021, we have created the uh, industry first innovation center for artificial intelligence in robotic joint replacement in partnership with the med tech company Zimmer Biomed. And um, so the goal of this center is to you know, uh, leverage HSSX clinical of surgical expertise and clinical data to continue to develop those uh, uh, decision support tools that can be integrated in robotic surgical processes, you know, with the goal to um, have better uh, surgical outcomes. Um, so um, I definitely see that as a as a really big opportunity in the future. And, um, you know, but apart from just robotic procedures, like it's a whole ecosystem that's associated with this uh, uh, surgical procedure. It's also the question of preoperative planning. We are developing technologies that can now really help us better prepare surgeons and clinical teams for the surgery um, by using, you know, uh, machine learning and AI um, algorithms applied to the imaging to better, um, you know, estimate the type and size of the implant that needs to be used, the positioning, the orientation, where the cut needs to happen. Uh, so that we can increase the chances of successful surgical outcomes. Um, at the same time, we also have at HSS, um, I think that we are the only healthcare system that has on our own premise, uh, the 3D uh, implant printing facility. Like we can print on premise the uh, a patient implant. Um, we uh, that, that facility was open in partnership with the European med tech company. Uh, we don't uh, obviously print uh, implants for all our surgical patients. It's only for very complex cases be because the process is, takes time and it's expensive. But uh, for the very complex revision cases, uh, this could be applied and it could help really um, improve the surgical outcome because you can imagine it's really precision medicine um, creating uh, specifically tailored, um, you know, uh, implant that's based on patient's anatomy. So all these initiatives where we use technologies for better precision medicine around uh, surgical procedures is really important. And I think it's going to continue in the future. Now, uh, when you talk about the headwinds, um, I think that uh, when you are working in innovation and when you are introducing any new technology, particularly in healthcare, um, you know, it requires uh, uh, a lot of evidence, clinical evidence to be collected to prove that that protocol or technique or technology is better. So it takes time. And so you need to have patience to, uh, you know, to and, and dedication to commit to prove it over time. But at the same time, uh, it requires reiterations and product development you know, cautious monitoring of the processes, review of the results, generation of new insights to improve the technology further. So uh, it's not like you are using a, a technology off the shelf that you can easily deploy. Um, so it requires really engaged stakeholders, engaged surgeons who are willing to you know, wrap their hands around those new technologies and contribute there for, for further development. And that's not easy to do in an environment that we know is already, um, you know, there's a lot of burnout. So in other words, finding extra time for innovation in a healthcare setting may sometimes sound as a luxury. And I would say that's maybe the biggest um, 
headwind or hurdle for innovation. Well, that's fascinating to hear. And certainly, as you mentioned, you know, it's so important to have that eye for the future and understand what that investment in thinking about innovation could mean um, going forward. And in that vein, how are you thinking about growth and adding value to hospital for special surgery um, in the future over the next year, especially? What does that look like for you? Yeah, uh, I think over over the past decade, we've seen in the healthcare landscape, uh, healthcare landscape has undergone you know, substantial changes. And we've seen non-traditional players entering the sector and uh, driven by a commitment to become major healthcare providers and transform the industry. Uh, I think for healthcare systems to sustain growth, uh, we must, uh, I think, adopt a creative approach to the our growth models. And uh, I think that uh, that can be possible through strategic partnerships and uh, the development of the capabilities that may be outside of our traditional scope of responsibilities. And more so than just having like geographical expansion, I think it's really important that we uh, enhance the uh, care delivery models. And I think that the technology can really help us uh, help us in in uh, in that sp- uh, space. So I would say, you know, partnering with industry for innovative care uh, delivery models will be key. I think finding the ways to commercialize our clinical expertise and know-how and monetize it is also an additional uh, opportunity to create revenues and 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 uh, additional revenue streams and grow. But also uh, leveraging the clinical data that we have for the medical research and the future development of those uh, cutting edge technologies can really contribute to both the medical progress and for um for for the growth of the healthcare systems so i would say you know in a you know a blend of strategic partnership innovative capability buildings and leveraging of technology uh, will be key to remain competitive in the new uh, healthcare landscape well, that's great to hear. It makes a lot of sense, especially when you think about, you know, how quickly things are changing. I can imagine having the right partners and um, people in the right spots to really drive innovation and, and be flexible and nimble more than ever before um, to really make a big difference. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, you know, it's been a challenging few years here with the pandemic and then some of the other headwinds, staffing shortages, many health systems are dealing with as well as financial issues. Um, but from your perspective, if you were looking at innovation and you know, a hospital or health system had maybe limited resources to really put into it, what do you think is one risk or investment that's really worth making um, if you're thinking about you know, what is gonna be essential going forward? Uh, I think that's, that's, that's a really, uh, you know, <laughs> that's a great question. And I would say it's um, building the the data driven uh, culture. Um, I will explain why I think that. I think it's it's a it's a very uh, it's a risk if we are not doing it in the future. Uh, it's definitely an investment, but if we don't do it, I think um, th- there's a huge risk associated with it. I think in the same way as over the years we have been promoting the culture of excellence, the culture of innovation, the culture of like the highest quality, et cetera. I think that uh, promoting data-driven culture, the the culture where decisions are made based on the data uh, 
is is really important for the healthcare systems and uh and so what does that mean that means you know promoting the culture of data literacy among you know within our staff uh but also you know for the future uh, science development and when i say that i don't think like you know uh, you know, collecting and, and storing the data and creating unnecessary data repositories uh, for the data collection uh, sake. How can data be uh, leveraged best for clinical, meaningful clinical applications and, uh, and, and help us further provide, not only like stream, streamline our processes, make us, us more efficient, which we will need to be, be to be able to with with all the you know financial pressure on the healthcare systems with uh staffing issues etc we will need to rely on 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 those technologies that rely on data for streamlining our operations but also for further um clinical research and for a development of precision medicine and at hss in 2021 we have uh, you know it was a part of our strategic initiative we have created a center for of analytics modeling and performance and that is responsible for um, all our needs for data infrastructure, resources, and analytics that's going to support our strategic uh, roadmap. So um, I, I really think uh, that the healthcare systems in the future should uh, invest in their, their um, data-driven culture. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I love that idea and that mindset of being so focused on the data, being able to bring everything in one spot and provide the right information to the right people in order to really improve care and, and how processes are, are implemented. Sandra, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been really a fun and, and very interesting conversation. And I look forward to connecting with you as, again soon. And I know you'll be at our um, events next year, a live event, CEO, CFO roundtable. Um, I had the pleasure of having you on a panel in 2023, and I'm really excited to see you there again in 2024. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for the opportunity. And I love, uh, enjoy the uh, Becker's events. So looking forward to the next uh, encounter next year. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.